Sunday because here I am, there you are, and what a <laughs> what a very windy day today. <laughs> very windy. Uh, with the ice on the driveway, I got a little push to go down and do chores this morning. So. Did you slide right in? <laughs> I slid right up there, and all there we went, and so. Yep, so it was a little bit brisky, but we got her done. And so that my poor girls, my ladies, you know, my chickens, uh, they came out. Uh, and the wind was from the right direction. And all of a sudden, their feathers are going, <laughs> you know, because of getting <laughs> They have a new style. By, yeah, they're getting fluffed <laughs> by the wind. So it was pretty funny. But uh, And then Jake, he's, he, he wanted, he was, he wanted, he was torn between coming out of his shed, his lean-to, and coming up. To, to get a pet, and he he just stood and thought thought about it for a little bit. Oh, really? Okay, that's but fair. he finally came. We got a pet. He got a pet, and so he lays down a lot, so he gets a lot of shavings on him. I put cedar or pine cedar shavings down. Okay, you know, for a bedding for him. Yeah, and so you know, I can always tell what side he laid on because that side <laughs> is all cedar shavings, <laughs> and he literally lays flat out. Oh wow! You know he's thirty three years old, so. Uh, you know, he, you know, we just can't stand like we used to. So, so it is. So how was your week there? Hope pretty good. Nothing too exciting. Pretty much the norm Monday. for me. Yeah. Okay. Just work and yeah, that's, that's okay. I've been getting laundry done. Today was the last week or tonight. Now is the last hunting night. You know, this week has been hunting week. Yes. week. And the hunters have got, uh, what is it? I think it's three dough, two buck, or is it three bucks and three doughs? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've seen some photos though on yeah. the social media. Oh, so. Have you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I can't. I admire. You know what I mean? Like if they get a big one, you know, but I can't look at their head. I can't look at their face. Sure. I kind of look at the body and go, "Oh my, that's a big one." <laughs> and then I walk away. So anyway, but so yeah, so I, I see the three doughs and two bucks or three doughs and two. Uh, three bucks, I can't remember. But anyway, so tonight's the last night. So I asked them any any of them. There've been six of them, you know, hunting and seven actually. And anyway, I said, "So you guys going out tonight? And get blown away?" <laughs> and they said, "Nope, we're done." <laughs> so I said, "Okay." So, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, have you ever had bacon made from venison? Oh. Honest to Pete, it's like crack cocaine. I bet. Oh I I mean, Lord. I've had venison, but... No, it's bacon, okay. venison, bacon. Oh, my Lord. God had it for the first time last year. And I told Dan, he found this place that did it, you know. And I told Dan, I said, yes, I'll take a whole deer done in that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's okay. It's so good. Oh, there's just, I, it's hard to explain. Yeah, just the different oh, yes, flavor. The, I, the flavor and... is just very unique. And, sure. Oh, so good. Oh, well, so I asked him if he's going to do some some more this year, and he looks at me, why? I said, well, I would like some. He said, well, then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, so I said, thank no. you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, yeah, so hope you all, you guys got some great questions for today. Still going to kind of, you know, a lot of puppies are still being gotten out there. So we're going to cover some more of the puppy uh, questions or things you need to know about puppies uh, throughout the show today. But we'll obviously be taking your questions, too, so that uh, don't hesitate to call in. It doesn't hurt. Don't worry. It doesn't hurt. That's right. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Uh, I had a friend of mine, um, her dog. Now, this kind of happened, and this is a heads up, folks. Okay, some dogs that are trained, like on the underground fencing, okay, it gives a beat before the snap, all right, when they're trained on that, you know, underground fencing. Sure. All right, and then some dogs are trained with e-collars, you know, electronic collars. Right. You know, there's yes. a beep before the, the zing. All right, well, she had a, had a little Shih Tzu mix, uh, Jody. Are you listening, Jody? <laughs> but anyway, and uh, every time their, their phone would ring or like, you know, when the when the battery gets low, it, it, your phone beeps, 
You know what I mean? Does it beep? Mine doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I probably low. don't like it oh, too really? low. I don't know. Oh, I just really? charge oh, okay. it. It doesn't beep though. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a beep when, it, when the battery gets too low. And anyway, so that when her dog would hear that, he she'd run for the doggy door, go outside, and just shake. Oh, all right. So okay. I said, okay, because she says, "Well, can you fix this one?" I said, "Well, let's give it a try." <laughs> and so I just told her to recondition the dog that when he hears the beep that he gets a treat to go into uh, parade mode, like, let's get a treat, you know, to try to redirect where the scariness heading for the doggy door to go outside. And he started doing that. And by Jiminy, now it's going, it's going to take a while because this dog had been doing this for a while. So it's not going to happen overnight. Right. But so somewhere along the line, he was either under in an e-collar because it was a rescue dog oh, or okay. in an underground fencing. Now, my Zelda was like that. But when Will's um, phone would get low, He'd forget to plug it in, and then all of a sudden this beep would happen during the night. And and Zelda, my 90-pound Dane boxer mix, was in my lap at about 0.2 seconds. Oh, wow. It was just just crazy. So some dogs are very sensitive to that sound because what they're waiting for is for them to get snapped. Yeah. Okay, either with an electronic collar or from the underground fence. So heads up, you want to recondition your dogs. You know, what you just do is when you, you set them up, you have some, you know, because sometimes it was just the ring of the phone too, the ring that she gonna, has. Yeah, I was wondering about it, that yeah. too. Yeah, so there, and, and you know, my uh, Gilligan, when I first got him, you know what he was scared of? Was an overhead fan on the stove. You turn that on and you swear that Godzilla had just entered the house. He would run for the farthest part of the house and just shake. Oh, interesting. So I had to, what we, what we did is, you know, started counter conditioning. And, you know, you know, I don't usually use treats, you know, for training. But there is a place for the treats in, you know, in the training world. To, you know, that when a dog has such an aversion to something and they're treat orientated, a lot of times you can work them through that and then get them. And that's what we did. We basically, when the sound, you know, when the, we turn on the fan, and yes. then I'd be with, uh, we'll turn the fan on and then, uh, or uh, Cassandra or whatever. And anyway, uh, I, and then I would, I'd say treat, you know, and he, when he started, he went like that, you know, I would treat, I dropped my treat and he's like, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Cause some dogs get so worried. The treat is like, screw the treat. Do you say treat before the <laughs> noise no, or no, no, when no. the noise happens? No, it's just a noise. I'm going to just go and it triggers. Okay. Yeah. Or then you can, you know, so that's what happens is that, uh, cause you never know, uh, like some dogs, like when he was triggering off, when somebody calls, you never know when somebody's going to call. Exactly. So literally when you first hear it, then you go into the recondition mode. Treat, let's go get a treat. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. And the best thing to do is to, um, sometimes you, what you have to do is literally put, throw the treat at, you know, put the treat in front of them because you can't get them to move forward. To They're go too to, nervous. Like, yeah. Okay. So, so it's just, it's, it's counter conditioning is what it is. And so, um, but yeah, hopefully it's going along fine. And, uh, uh, she was just worried that what, what could happen to this poor pupper to make them that sound sensitive. And I said, you know, we can't change the past. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people want to tell me the story of the dog that they got, the rescue dog. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that we can't change that. We can't right. blame it either. The thing is, is that now he's got you. Now we can work through this and let's go forward. Don't let your mind go backwards to go forward. Just say, hey, I got you. I got your back. And here we go. We're going to build a t- good working team. Brings the confidence out in the dog. And then before you know it, all is right with the world. So I love that. There you go. There you go. No, a little soapbox for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then my uh, grandsons called me uh, yesterday, last night. See, they're three hours behind us in Alaska. Okay. Yep. And uh, thank me for a box. I've been sending boxes up there for him, them for something to look forward to because oh, with the new I baby, it gives them something to, for their mind to do to leave Cassandra and the new baby uh, not always being poked by the boys because the boys insist on sharing everything with the new baby. 
And so uh, sometimes uh, Cassandra says she has to unbury the baby <laughs> because they're putting their stuffed toys on her or whatever, trying to share, which is very nice of her brothers to do that. But anyway, so uh, they go, Will and little Will and little Hollis calls and uh, to thank me. And then we just started, they've been ice fishing. They got about 12 inches of ice up in Alaska where they live. So they've been ice fishing quite a few times, most, almost every day. And so then I just started like, oh, what fish did you catch today? And then they tell me, oh, what is that fish like? And what, is, what kind of lure did you do? What kind of bait? And you won't believe this. I talked for an hour, an hour to a four-year-old and almost seven-year-old. I mean, I couldn't, I, it's just like... Usually they just go, thank you, Grandma, and they throw the phone down and run away. But I, I for I know, well, my daughter, Cassandra, said that, Mom, do you realize you talked to the boys for 56 minutes? And I'm like, I can't believe they talked. And, and they kept going, no, my turn, no, my turn, no, my turn. And it was, you know, all the years she's got three boys and a girl. And all these years, this is the first time that. You know, they were willing. Apparently, I asked the right questions because they were willing to keep on talking. Sometimes that's kind of how how it works, and then <laughs> yep. then they don't stop talking. Yeah, oh yeah, but no, that's oh, man, I was so happy. And the only yeah. thing I regret is that I wish there was a way that I could have. You know, I remember guys. I don't have a smartphone, so don't get on my case. I want. I wish I could have recorded that whole you know whole conversation so i could just keep playing it back oh, and just smile because it yeah. really it was just it was so cool i was just i was so tickled pink last night it was just like you know, yeah i was on cloud 150 zillion <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool pretty cool so anyway okay if you got some questions give a holler 651-641-1071 651-641-1071 okay here we go with the first question and, of course, I forgot. Here's my glasses. Okay, there we go. You ready for this one? Ready. All right. Where are we at here? Runs smoother than any rhyme. Loves to fall but cannot climb. What am I? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for staying with me and sharing your Sunday afternoon. I greatly appreciate it. You can catch all my uh, past shows on my podcast. So go to mytalk1071.com and put in the keyword KDK9. All right. Runs yeah, run smoother than any rhyme. Loves to fall, but cannot climb. What am I? A riddle. A riddle? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Let's head to the phone lines. <laughs> Who's up first there, we, Yes, we have Lynn, and she has a question about adding soup uh, stock okay. uh, to cat food. Okay. Hi, Lynn. How you doing? Hi, Katie K9. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. What can I do for you? I enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Um, So, Katie, I've always have fed my animals, cats and dogs, um, with the under the notion that onions are not good for them. Okay. So I've always put um, soup stock on my animal's food. Right. Thinking that I couldn't use broth because broth actually has onions, onions in, it. in it. Right. And sometimes when I hear you talk about that, you say broth and I keep thinking, well, maybe there's not enough onions in broth to make a difference, but I still use stock. Okay. Um, but I'd like to use bone broth, but that, of course, would have onions in it. So I'd like to just kind of get your... your well, see, the that. onion thing is it's a... 
Some dogs it bothers and some dogs it doesn't, okay? And with the cats, yeah, the cats really don't, it shouldn't be getting into that. But uh, so that's why I just basically stay away from onions because it can bother some dogs really bad and some dogs not. And usually it's the smaller dogs, not the bigger dogs, all right? Their system can handle a little bit more. So that's why I just, I you know, like when I make, well, see, we, we raise our own chickens. And so then when I'm going to make, uh, uh, you know, I'll boil the chicken, all right, and then I leave, then debone it, and then I leave the bones in there, and then I, you know, then finish, you know, cooking it out to get some more of that the bone stuff into that. I guess I don't know with stock, and so then what I do is I take half of some of it out for the for the dogs and the cats because there's no nothing in it. You know what I mean? I haven't put any seasoning, nothing, so they get half, and then half goes into whatever I want to make, whether it's soup or whatever type thing. Then I you know, continue cooking with what by me adding the onions and the salt, the pepper, then stuff like that or basil uh, not basil um uh parsley there we go <laughs> so yeah so that's why like i said that I, I i to me i just would err on the side of not no onions is what i would do because you just don't know all right okay sounds good i'm i uh, work too much so unfortunately i have to deal with uh store products so i will just continue to buy stock then and okay. not even look at the broth but, yeah great. yeah no because other thing too though you know you can do uh, like if you get the stock, you know, you could add some, you know, well, you said you work too much because, you know, you could yeah. add just some vegetables to it and such like that because it's good for both the cats and the dogs. Just boil them sure. down a lot. So, but yeah, so that's, that's the problem. Cause like I said, I would not take a chance cause it, you, you know, you never want to take a chance with something that just might happen because then you're kicking yourself in your butt cause you did it. <laughs> right. You got it. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you, kiddo. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, because like I say, onions have, uh, there's uh, many dogs. I know people that, no matter what they make, you know, if they're making stews or whatever and there's onions, they just give it to the dogs and the cats. You know, and they've, I've never had any trouble. And see, it is, it's a catch-22. Sometimes it, it it does happen that they get, there's a problem and sometimes not. Just so, better be careful either right, way. But see, if somebody's doing it on a regular basis, like every day they're adding it to the food, then that's when I can see a problem couldn't be built up. Okay. But they have one time that stew that has, you know, but that's just one Right. Time. No reason to panic. Right. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like every dog, every human is, you know, every, is just like every human's different. Different. How they handle things. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Who's up? We have Summer, and she has questions about getting her dog tested for a heartworm. All right. Hi, Summer. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good. Good. What kind of pupper do you have? German Shepherd. Ah, how old? Eight and a half. Eight and a half years. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, what's your question? Well. I've had her off heartworm medication since September of 2019. Oh, good. And I was talking to my vet, and I didn't give her any this, you know, this summer. And I, was, when I, I brought one of my cats in in September, and uh, when I was conversing with the vet, I said, you know, hey, can I bring my dog in for a heartworm you know, titer test to see if she's got it and if she needs to be treated? And the vet's like, no, you can't do that for another six months. And I said, well... She hasn't had any medication since September of 2019. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, no, the best thing for you to do is to put her on, you know, a, a safer, if she hasn't been taking the medication, a safer, you know, a, a safer medication for her to start just in case she's got it as heart guard. But, mm -hmm. you know, you really need to get her back on that. Mm -hmm. And you can't blood test her now for that. So my question relates to the timing around when do you test for heartworm? Uh, anytime. <laughs> okay. Uh, because now, let's say... Uh, because it takes 90 days when they get bit 
by if a if a mosquito is carrying heartworm, it takes ninety days to show up in the in the system. You know what I mean in a blood test. Okay. Okay. And so the thing is, is that uh, if you go to dogsnaturallymagazine.com, Dana did three fantastic articles about heartworm so people could understand it. Because a lot of people are worried that if they don't do it, that they, you know, but you got to remember that heartworm is not, it's not a preventative. What it is, is it puts the poison that kills the heartworm lava, lava in the system. So exactly. in case it gets bit. And what I don't get is why we have mosquitoes. We, we don't have, we have mosquitoes maybe four months, five months out of the year. All right. The dog can't get anything if there's no mosquitoes. So I don't understand the reasoning why vets are pushing 12, you know, 12 months out of the years when they're when there's winter right yes right and, and so and, you, and I, you I could never test. had her i never had her on medication during the winter i would always just do it during the months where there were mosquitoes yep mm-hmm. but but i would personally rather not have her right. on it at all and then just test her right and so yeah for them that to say that they can't know uh because it was 2019 not 2020 okay so right. i understand that because like i say if they get bit it has takes 90 days to show up but because it was a year later you bet you could have drew, drew they could have drawn blood and test for heartworm. And you see some okay. people that when they get off a of heartworm medicine, they're so nervous, you know, they're scared that, you know, it's going to get, it's going to hit their dog. So then I said, you know, I'd rather pay for a blood draw two times a year, you know, every six months. Okay. Then give the medicine. I'd rather pay for the blood draw and then have them tested for the heartworm than to give the drug. And so uh, that's my and C plus two. Now, what's out there in the heartworm world? And and I just talked to a, a client last night about this. Uh, they got a twelve week old puppy, and the and the vet gave him the heartworm. And then they said, "Well, there's no mosquitoes." <laughs> he says, "Oh, he's got you know the other stuff. Just you know, it's a dewormer also. So in case there's other water that was dewormed before that there, there was any residuals, this pill will take care of it." And it's like, you know, that's the worst thing that you can, and that's what they've come out with now is, you know, the heartworm, and that's a drug in itself, okay? And then to put in all the other the stuff that will kill worms. And so now you're giving this once a month. And, and there's a lot of information out there that dogs should not be wormed once a month, number one. They should only be wormed if, you know, you have the doo-doos brought in and you find a problem. Then they should be wormed. But it's really hard in their digestive system to be worm monthly. So that's why I do what I don't get. And so that's why, but yeah, no, the vet, because it was September of 2019, a year ago, that yes, you should have been able to get tested, you know, have the dog tested to see if it was positive. Now, I've lived in Hugo 39 years. All the dogs that have come through my house, I've never, ever done the heart, you know, the heartworm, but I have had them tested once a year. So in case they did come up, we got right on top of it and it's, it's an easy fix. So. Yeah, that's that, that's what kind of I was thinking was one test in the fall after we've had the first hard freeze yep. would probably be enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. In case, but remember, it takes ninety days, and so that's oh, why. Yeah. So December maybe. Right. Right. So either you do it later, or you do it. You wait till spring and do it first thing in the spring in case they caught anything during the fall. You know, type thing. So, <clears throat> so you, you just got to set up your. But I'm happy that you're kind of going against the norm that is out there. You know, and looking for the. You know, in the. In the you know, being up the, the advocate for your dog. So I appreciate that. Have a Thanks great day. Help. You bet. Bye bye. Name all the numbers from 1 to 100, which have the letter A in their spellings. We'll be back.
dop, ziggity boom, what you do to me? All right. We have a little fun with that. And that, yes. is, that song is brought to you by my good friend Sue Baldwin. Okay. Uh, when we had, we had to try to rearrange some of the songs. And she says, what about Hot Duggity Dog Diggity? I'm like, that's awesome. You don't hear that ever, ever. But you hear it here. It's a fun one. <laughs> it definitely is. All right. So thank you, Sue. Appreciate it. Okay, let's head to the phone line. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were switching it up for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> Name all the numbers from 1 to 100, which have the letter A in their spellings. Oh, the letter A in the spelling. Okay. I'm going to go with there's none. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. None. I started, when I saw that, I started going through in my head, and I'm like, really? There's not one A in all the spellings of the numbers from 1 to 100. Isn't that unreal? That is really bizarre. I was just thinking, like, to start with, and I was like, oh, I didn't think about it too. Yeah, in the one, you know, two, three, (laughs) four, five. I just think that's unbelievable. A hundred, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, let's go. All right, we have Peggy, and she has a question about declawing her cat. All right. Hi, Peggy, how you doing? Good, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. We can hear you now. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. All right. We're on the right road. I've considered getting two kittens, and my daughter has two kittens. They're probably five months old now. Okay. But you can't get them declawed anymore, she says. Good. And her house is a disaster. Okay. So what do you do? I'd like to get cats, but I... I've only ever had cats that have been declawed. So can you talk to me about that? Yeah, sure can. Uh, A couple of things. They have what they call cat claw caps. See that three times real fast. Yeah. They're little caps that go on. Also, too, what you can do is what I do is I cut my, my cat's nails, you know, so they're not a sharp claw. And so mm-hmm. I, I cut them. I use a, a fingernail clipper or a toenail clipper. I find works best for them. You know, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't try to get, you know, until you're desensitizing them. I don't try to get them all done at one time, just like with dogs. If I can do one a day, I'm happy, all right? And then eventually I can do one paw at a time. And then, do you know, so it's going to take some time. But one thing what you got to remember about cats, number one is that when they enter a room, that's what they're going to claw on. So if you walk into a room and there happens to be a corner of a couch there, that's yeah. what they'll claw on first. It's like they're putting their scent and they're entering into the room. So then what you can do knowing that, you can put like a piece of plexiglass, you know, like wedge, so when they try to go scratch that, they can't. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, or you can put like a towel or something that if they do scratch, it's on the towel or something, but it's not the actual couch or whatever. So that's what cats do when they enter a room. Nine times out of ten, they will rub up against it and uh, and probably claw at it. Some cats are horizontal claws, and some are, are you know vertical claw uh, claws, and some are horizontal claws. So you got to figure out why they are vertical or horizontal. Some cats like upholstery to claw on. Some like uh, like you know what, like a twine rope, you know, type thing, that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yep. And then uh, some like, you know, like towels or, you know, they, some cats are texture, texture sensitive as far as what they prefer to do that. And so the biggest thing is to make or buy a cat tree that has different textures like carpet, that twine, upholstery, or set them out, you know, have different ones around so that you can see what, you know, you make one of the twine, you make one of the upholstery, you make one. And most people, what they 
they do is they get these short little things, and cats hate that. They like to stretch out and then claw. So the the biggest thing that you want to do is you want to get a floor-to-ceiling cat tree that's got, like, a, a tunnel in it because, they obviously, cats like to go inside that. And then, like, we're a, 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 a platform at the top because cats always love to be above us. But And then the stem between, go, you know, the, the, the going up, has some the, parts of it is the twine, parts of it is the upholstery, parts of it is carpet. And so then you'll see, you know, and or you can just do an experiment with the cats, make four or three, four different poles with different textures and see which ones the cat prefers and then create, make or buy one that has the texture of the, what the cat likes. All right. Oh. And see, what yeah. I do is like, um, if I, like with my Adeline, now she turned uh, one and uh, she loves the, the recliner as she walks into the room. So now I've just got it so that she can't get to it. You know, I put, um, uh, it, well, it's a like a table that has a lamp in it. So I push that closer to it. So I kind of box it so she can't get to it. So now she goes over to her pole that's a little bit farther. And anyway, so that's the whole thing. you got to think like a cat. Yeah, they don't declaw, which I'm happier than heck, because it's actually amputating the toes, right? Yeah. And so that's why, like I said, you know, you can find it. Young cats are the worst. You know, as the cats get older, they're not so much into clawing and racing up the drapes and stuff like that. And so, and then uh, by giving the cats more things to do, like doing the laser light, you never do it with a dog, but with cats, it's just, right. it's a savior. And then chasing a feather on a line, you know, like your Zepco, where you toss it out mm-hmm. and then rein her back in. So by getting the cat occupied and such like that, there's going to be less of going around the house scratching, but they will always scratch when they enter a room, whether it's a bedroom, whether it's a... Um, the the family room or whatever type thing. If there's furniture right in the corner there, nine times yeah. out of ten, they'll reach out and they'll do that. So how are you either going to block it, a.k.a. with plexiglass or some kind of furnishing, so they can't, so then they have to go to their, their tower. They just can't do it when they enter the room. So you got to figure that out, all right? But they do have claw caps, and I know I've never used them, and some people say they're great, and other people, you know, the cats chew them off. So, you know, we're just going to have to kind of play it, you know, play it by ear and what to keep them shorter. So if they do claw, it doesn't do as much damage. Okay. Does that make sense? And, yeah, and you don't put cats in a in a kennel like you'd put a dog in there. Well, they do have cat um, kennels, uh, whereas, uh, you know, they're because they, cats, remember, like to be tall, okay? And so, mm-hmm. like, if you're leaving the house or something, you know, you could have a kennel. It's usually, like, two stories, like the pet yeah. the, and the, uh, the, what do you call it, the litter box is on the bottom, and then there's a shelf, and then there's another shelf, okay? So if you don't, like, it's now with Christmas coming up and Christmas trees and such like that, you know, I tell people, you got to set up a, a parameter here, whether your cat's to take that tree down or that new puppy yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so um so then you can use a spray bottle you know if they're looking at the tree ah leave it if you're home yeah that's exactly it but when you leave then that's when the if you've got to make sure the cat is either you could you could put them in a kennel you could put them in a separate room you know you put them someplace where they're not going to either get into the tree or get into the what you're you know what they seem to be destroying Okay, but they do yeah. have kennels. They're wire kennels, like I said, and they 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 go tall. And they get I've, there's and some people have built their own, you know. So you could just uh, you know see what you want to do with that. Okay. 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 Well, good luck. That makes sense. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. 
Yeah, cats like to put their scent as the minute they enter a room. It's it's the craziness, you know. Until it was brought to my attention, I never paid no never mind. I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I grew up with cats, and I guess I don't yeah, know, but yeah, it's always the corner <laughs> I believe of the couch. You. Yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah. the corner of the couch or the chair, or whatever. As they enter into the main room, because you know, there's usually a main track main uh, path going into the living room and through the living room yes. and stuff like that so yeah it's crazy okay who's up next we have julie and her dog gets anxious on walks okay hi julie hi how are you katie good good how about yourself good thanks good good what kind um, of pupper I, do you have i have a golden retriever how and old? she is uh she was a year just a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, she was a rescue. Oh, thank you um, for rescuing. We rescue. got her at seven months old. Okay. Um, she, there she <laughs> is. She right on cue. <laughs> there she is. Um, she came to us pretty anxious. And I think the only anxiety that she still has is on walks. Okay. I mean, she's pretty calm. She's calmed down with a lot of things. But we'll go on a walk at the cabin and she, um, you know, hears a sound and she is startled and she has you know she'll pull and pull like almost like she feels like she wants to go home okay um she's very she feels very comfortable at home she feels very comfortable in our yard she doesn't dart away like our cabin doesn't have um fence or anything she stays in the yard we also have another golden he's five all right um very mellow so i think he's a good leader but when we go on walks it is like she is Always hurrying to get home. She doesn't ever seem comfortable, and garbage cans still scare her. Um, So I don't know if you have any suggestions for me. I've tried, you know, walking and giving her, like, a piece of a hot dog to, like, heal next to me. But once the hot dog is gone, she pulls again. Okay. Now, when you take her for a walk, what do you walk her in? You got a training collar? um, She has, like, a harness that goes around her shoulders. Um, I usually put the leash on the front so it's pulling her chest back. Right. No, let's not do that. Uh, harnesses, no? Okay. harnesses restrain. They don't train. They teach the dog to pull. Okay. okay? It doesn't give oh. the dog. It doesn't give the dog any confidence. Dogs learn okay. by. Uh, they do this. This happens. They do that. That happens. How many pounds right. is this gal? Uh, just about fifty. About fifty pounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I, well, the two things that you need to do, you need to get a training collar that she listens to. Okay. You could either try the gentle leader or you could try the star mark collar, S T A R M A R K. You can get that online. All right. And what the star okay. mark collar is, is a plastic collar with a little plastic pyramids on the inside of it that are blunt. You know how if I want your attention, I poke you. And if you don't give it to me, mm-hmm. I poke you harder till all of a sudden you look right. at me and go, what? What do you want? Okay. That's what right. this does. The bigger the flick of your wrist, the bigger the poke to the dog. Okay. It's a reaction to their okay. action. You need to teach her to walk nicely on a leash that they know we are not pulling and restraining and holding you back. All right. And see, sometimes when you get a worry wart dog, when they feel like they're they're being restrained. They, even though they're putting the pressure on the leash, they also feel like you don't have control of the situation and it makes them nervous. All right, because it goes, mm-hmm. the leash is taunt. It's going th- through the leash down to the dog, even though they are the ones pulling, okay? So you mm-hmm. need to get the training collar that the dog will listen so that when you give it a pop, the dog's going to look at you like, oh, what What do we, what, what do we need? Because you want the dog to walk next to you on your left side with the hook of the leash resting on the back of their back or alongside where you don't even feel the dog down there. 
All right. That's what yeah, we want. Right. You want to build the confidence where the dog has the confidence and knows there's a consequence to your dog pulling. So now the dog has to think mm-hmm. a little bit more. Now you're building the confidence. Another game okay. that you want to pay, play if she's like worried about the garbage cans and such. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just gonna just for her regular collar is what you just need, and uh, what you do is put the leash onto your left hand, and you go up and take your pointer finger of your right hand and touch like a shoe. What is this? What is this? Yeah. What is this? You play the yeah. what is this game, and if she even takes right. one paw forward, you stop saying what is this and praise her like crazy, and then your goal right. the, you take do it three times, and if she doesn't come all the way up, move on to something else. But you've got to build her tr- her confidence through obedience training. And in getting her to look to you for direction, earning her trust and her respect. And that all comes to with having the right collar. Okay? Okay. Yeah, because she listens to everything else. Yep. But, except for that. And that's okay. Right. But that's what that. you have to do is just build that and be playing the what is this game and building her confidence. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, at the beginning of when we first got her, she was afraid of every noise. So okay. I had learned that if you make the noise and... They get a treat right away. Yep. Oh yeah. And then if you do and use that, hot, if you use hot dogs, please use not nitrate free because it's really hard on the dog's yeah. gut. Okay. 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 Thank you, kiddo. Have a All great right. day. Thanks, Katie. You bet. Yep. Bye bye. Okay. You ready? What kind of coat is always wet when you put it on? We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for holding on. All the callers are going to get to you here, so hold on. Okay, what kind of coat is always wet when you put it on? A raincoat? Uh, it's not always wet when you put it I on. I know, but that's... It's usually dry. You put it I on know. so you don't get wet. No, a coat of paint. A coat of paint is always wet when you put it on. Very true. Okay, there you go. Let's go to the phone line. All right. We have Karen, and she needs some tips on how to introduce two cats. All right. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi. So you got two cats. Are they kittens, uh, adult, a baby? What do we got? Well, my parents both passed away in September, and they left a cat. Okay. Um, She's probably in her teens. Right. Um, She was pretty particular to just them. Usually she wouldn't want anybody else to pet her and stuff like that. Since I've been taking care of her, she's kind of liking me now. I can pet her. I can hold her. Nice. So she likes me now, which is good. Okay. But eventually I'm going to need to bring her to my house where I have two other cats. Ooh, okay. So is there a good way to introduce her to my two cats? Right. And especially since this cat has been by itself for all these years, right? Right. All right. See, remember, cats are not like dogs. They're not a herd animal or, you know what I mean? They're they're independent. And so, anyway, the best thing to do is, number one, when you bring the cat to your house, uh, you're going to put your this cat, the one cat, in a kennel so the other cats can come up and sniff. All right? Okay. And then you're going to have a specific room that's going to be just for the new cat. And so then you can go as far as like putting a screen door so the cats can see each other, you know, from through the, and get to know it that way. Otherwise, if you don't want to do a screen door like for the bedroom or whatever, then what you're going to do is that you're going to rotate where sometimes you put the two cats in the kennel 
And so then the, 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 the single new cat can come out, sniff them, and get to know the lay of the house and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of rotation of using a kennel. You know, it can be a good-sized kennel, whatever you want, you know, to use as is fine. And so, the, like I say, uh, you got to go really slow. Some A, a lone cat that's been alone, because uh, the younger cats usually have an easier time of, you know, making new friends than older cats. But what you got to do is that this could take a couple months. It could take six months. It could take a year. We don't know. But the whole thing is, is that by letting, and then also, the let's say the room that you're keeping the cat and the new cat in, then let the new cat out into the main part of the house and put the two cats in where the, that cat is staying so they can get to smell and stuff like that. And so you just keep doing a lot of rotations between in and out of kennels so that each cat has an opportunity. You know, the two cats got an opportunity to smell the new cat and the new cat's got an opportunity to smell the two cats. And you could also get like a pheromone diffuser that puts the niceness scent into the house and sometimes that happens you know uh with the extra pheromones in the house okay. uh, but the main thing is as have an area that that this new cat will have and and don't be disheartened if it's still like four or five months down the road and the cat isn't totally integrated into the house yet all right so okay. that's what you just got to take your time and there uh there's a, a book out there it's called your cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. And she's got a lot of behavior and good ideas also for that. But the whole thing, because now the purpose of having, let's say you're going to put it in a bedroom, an extra bedroom, and you get the screen, you get the screen. But the, what you want to do is you, you feed the cats and water the cats, not obviously directly on the other side of the screen, but where they can kind of see each other. And then you work the bowls so they're not directly in front of each other, but for one is east to the left side and the other one east to the right side, so they get closer and closer. And, you know, okay. and you can only do that with a screen porch is what you are, you know, not a screen porch, a screen door. And, uh, and, and then, like I say, it's just, uh, just baby steps, baby steps and just see how they get along. And then when you're going to start trying to mix them, don't put two cats on one. So then keep, put one of the two cats in a room when you want the new cat to be with one of the other cats. All right. Okay. And then let them. Yep. And so because you don't want the two to gang up or you don't want something to go wrong or something. Someone takes something wrong and now the two cats don't get along. And so you just got to go very slow, very calm and just always uh, never yell at. Let's say your cats are hissing at the new cat or vice versa. Don't yell at the cat. That's what people have a tendency to do. You want good things to happen when that other cat is around. What you'd like to be able to do is pet two the cats and the one cat at the same time. <laughs> so they okay. can see that, you know what I mean, that they, oh, wow, good things happen to me when that other cat's here, all right? But if you start, okay. yeah, like, using water when they hiss and stuff like that, you don't want to do That's the last thing that you want to do. Only good things happen when you're trying to... Uh, you know, get the two cats or the the two cats to blend with the the one cat and the one cat to blend with the two cats. Okay. Good. Okay. So yeah, just take it very slow, very slow. Stay calm, stay calm. Don't yell. And like I said, hopefully everything will go better and better. And then sometimes too, you can can chicken works well for cats. Is what you do is you uh, like let's say that you um, you got the one your the new cat in the in the kennel and the two cats are outside of the kennel just kind of drop a flake of, uh, just talk nice to your two cats all of a sudden they're getting some treats when this other cat's around and then vice versa you know what I mean so just oh. make good things happen when they're they're kind of around each other so then they're le they're less sure. likely to have a problem all right okay 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 good. well good you. good luck oh now are you are you uh, flying the cat home or are you driving it or what well she's only 
a couple blocks from my house. Oh, but okay. She's staying in the house by herself right now. So okay. Okay. I need to bring her home. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. House. Okay. Well, I didn't know if this was a, a truck across the United States or what. But <laughs> no, no, just a mile. Just a trek down the road. That's good. That's good. Yep. Just put her in the kennel and bring her home. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Good luck. Bye bye. Yeah, trying to blend cats is really a tough one, folks. You know, if cats grow up with other cats, and they're obviously they've learned to be less independent and more working as a team. Okay, but when a cat has been around all by themselves for a long time, boy, I'll tell you that's be tricky. Yeah, because they are not cats will live in colonies, but they have their territorial. They'll have like okay, like my house. Okay, Adeline is in the house. You know, inside, outside. Mm -hmm. Walter's got the school. Okay, and right. then Cat, Sally, and um, uh, Mama Squigs has the lower barn. Okay, so now when Sally ventures up, now uh, Adeline's starting to like, hey, you know, this is my territory. Sure. And kind of bump her a little bit, not to get in a fight. But see, though, that's what they do is they get territory. Well, they can live in harmony, but they ha need to have their territory. And obviously living in a house, there's less territory. You yeah. can't put much distance between <laughs> right. the cats. And so it can get a little bit tricky. But everybody wants to yell when a cat, like, goes to pound on another cat. You know, bad cat, yeah, bad. Oh, yeah. And so that just even makes it more of a turmoil. You got to yeah. just buck it up. And I've learned that lesson a long time ago. You got to maintain calm and steadiness. Like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, be nice now. And every once in a while, um, uh, Mama Squigs wants to, like, smack Sally. <laughs> And Sally's like, oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and so then Mama Squeaks just gives her that look like, test me again. Yeah. And so then I'll come up, oh, you guys, got to get along. Come on, pat, 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 let's be nice. And then they'd mellow out, chill out, and then, you know, all is right with the world. So <laughs> so like cats, blending cats is, is a little bit tougher. And it, it goes the same way if you're bringing a cat to a dog or a dog to a cat. Okay, what can you hold your right hand? What can you hold in your right hand but never in your left hand? We'll be back. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.